0: Leo, even though I have headphones and must have heard your voice through the headphones and decided to come out, because he he put himself to bed Aww. about 20 minutes ago, as he does now, and then now he's out here, so I have to take his collar off, because so he won't jingle.
1: Tara's convinced, and I'm not exactly sure why, that just dogs like me, like more than general, like oh, it's Ryan, like I think it's dogs, and I I don't know, but like Posy's here and oh, Posy. She- she is here um she's gosh. not here in this room um but we part of the reason i was like is was trying to put drops in her eyes and that was taking a little bit so
0: oh gosh but poetry. her
1: parents are in portugal
0: oh i wish i wish you know i could have given them some tips i mean people don't need my tips so i did nothing like groundbreaking in portugal so
1: did you have they said a, a common like a, a favorite dish in portugal is like a very salted fish of some kind like a salted sardine
0: Oh, yeah, no, I had, um, so I'm not a huge sardine person, but I did have some, a few sardines. I'm still not really a sardine person, but yes, grilled sardines, and sardines pretty much in any form, but especially grilled sardines are very big in mm. uh, Portugal. In Porto, there was a whole store that was just cans of sardines, like, cre- arranged in all different types of displays, but you were like, at the end of the day, it's just cans of sardines.
1: Do they just, do they fillet, is it just a small fillet? Um, or is it like the bones are so brittle. You are like, what's the deal with a sardine?
0: This is really embarrassing that I don't remember if the one that I had that I remember having had bones in it. Mm. I don't remember. I was, I was tired.
1: <laughs> Tara had, Tara had a fish in Venice and she's very proud of herself. Cause it was just, and it was really good, but it was essentially just, they brought it. I was just a fish on a plate that had just been grilled, but it was, you know, Venice. So they'd probably just caught it that morning. Mm-hmm. But it had the head on it, so Tara took her napkin and just put it over the head and then ate the rest of it so it wouldn't look at her. Hey, I, I feel was like that happens funny. in a
0: movie or a TV show, but I think I think that is a <laughs> that is a great way to do it. Like, yeah. good for her.
1: <laughs> that was um, very funny.
0: I like, the, I like to think that Leo has now positioned himself so he can, like, look at you, but... Um...
1: I can't I can't see oh there he is oh yeah
0: no he's right there you
1: kept looking down I think you were just adjusting where you were sitting so when you said there he is I thought he was like down at your feet and then you moved and it was like (laughs) we watched um have you ever seen Carrie we've been watching some kind of older movies but this was for like bits and pieces I don't
0: think I've ever seen it all the way like start to finish though
1: um there's a scene I mean it's a 1976 movie do you mind if I give a little bit of a spoiler
0: No, it's it's probably nothing I don't already know.
1: Right. Well, she comes home after, you know, murdering everyone in the gym. And her mother has decided that thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. So she's going to murder her daughter. And the the shot is, like, she lives in the attic. There's, like, a room in the attic. And so Carrie comes up the stairs and kind of, like, is slowly trudging through the house. Like, the mom has lit, like, candles all over the place. So it's a very eerie scene. She comes up the stairs. She goes in and the doors open to her room and she walks in and it's insane because her mother is just standing there behind the door, like on the other side of the door and is just in the shot from second one. And like, you don't notice it till it zooms in and kind of goes in and she's just looking in the camera. So like Carrie walks into the room and the mother's just behind the door and like you, the audience don't notice she's there until all of a sudden you go, Oh, like, and then it's the where You're like, well, of course Carrie could see her. But then you're like, well, then I didn't see her. Like it's this whole thing. And that's what I felt like Leo just did where you moved and he was there <laughs> the whole time. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> like,
0: yes, like Leo, that frightening dog. Um, yes. I, I will say it, it, going back to dogs, just liking you. I, I am one of those people when people are like, I'm going over to someone's house and they're like, Oh, and I'm oh going to apologize in advance for, you know, Ginger. She's, she just barks a lot at new people and we are probably going to have like put her in another room or something. And like, I walk in and Ginger like runs up to me and rolls over on her back to have a belly rub. And they're like, this is yeah. never happened. This happens more often than I can say.
1: Yeah. Oh, well I figured out lady knows the term. Look who's here because <gasps> I, she was on the ground. We were, we, I, we wanted to keep telling her Posey's coming because she knows Posey. She hears mm-hmm. Posey. She gets real excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go, i go lady look who's here because i say it when like tara drives up because i've got like a straight shot out the window Mm -hmm. and lady's here and lady will go like perch up on the window with her front paws and look out the window and uh i go lady look who's here and she goes to the window and then sees it's posy down there like they're kind of walking in the yard and starts going nuts and goes down the the the, the uh, first floor, and I'm like, "Hey, you have to go into like the kitchen for a second, so I can close the gate because mm-hmm. of, I I don't know if you're going to go flying out the door." So sh- she does, and Posey comes in, and I'm you know saying hi to Molly and Jordan and doing all this stuff, and then Lady does this thing that sh- this is maybe the fourth time she's ever done this because you know how quiet Lady is; like she doesn't really make noise. Oh yeah, like, like she's she not
0: bark and stuff.
1: She'll bark, but like she never like barks she barks because she thinks something's there that's it never for Mm -hmm. attention never like because she's excited but she does do this thing when she's done it for tara for a few times and one other time and then she did it today for Posey, where she goes it's like this weird like kind of howl thing
0: she does
1: when she's so excited she can't help make a noise
0: wait have i not told you about andy my parents dog doing that for me
1: yes maybe we've talked about this before yeah
0: there's a special howl that Andy only does for me when I come home and it's it's now only if Leo and I if he does not see me and Leo at the same time if he sees us at the same time I don't get the howls he's focused on Leo and Leo of course doesn't care at all but no I uh
1: but it's I I don't know if 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 Andy does this but it's not a howl it's literally like if the dog is trying to go oh like it (laughs) sounds like that Mulaney bit when he's talking about the ghost escaping from him do you know what I'm talking about the noise he made when he got a prostate exam (laughs) and he goes oh and he's like a ghost escaped from me that's what lady sounds like
0: andy's is more like it's like he's trying to say i'm so excited i don't know how to express how excited and happy i am but so his comes out as like a it is. honestly it sounds like a dying animal yet Andy just so happy it's
1: so i like again and, like, of course, Molly and Jordan look and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, I, I don't know. She's like, happy, guys. <laughs> you're the fourth person she's ever – the fourth time. This is She has not hit double digits that we've seen her do this. But she does it – she's done it for Tara a few times when Tara used to, like, go out and work all day and then come back. And now – Tara does this thing. She taught Lady when she leaves, she goes, I'm going to work. And I, I, Lady you, goes you,
0: – You've talked about
1: this. Yeah. And it does not work with me. Like, I sit yeah. at my desk and Lady goes – you're a lying sob mm-hmm. like, what are you doing and i'm like
0: she's like get a job uh, yeah
1: i know um that's dog talk with laurel and Ryan.
0: <sighs> well we have we have to touch on it you know every every episode um
1: you're ready to jump in
0: yeah let, let's do it start, i mean we're starting season 10 the penultimate I season i yeah and yeah just here we are
1: Well, uh, hello Seattle, I'm Ryan I'm Laurel And we're the Craniacs, we talk about dogs and we talk about Fraser. And as Laurel pointed out, today we're starting season 10 Now, I have uh, the second bit of technical difficulty news uh, for Laurel My notes disappeared, so I don't know where they went I cannot find them um, so I discovered that slightly before we started. So if you have the episode, uh, it's uh, season ten, episode one.
0: Yeah, season ten, episode one, the ring cycle.
1: Niles and Daphne elope in Reno, realizing that their families will be hurt that they were not included. They stage a series of fake ceremonies. I was a hundred percent sure this was going to be called like four weddings and something yeah. and a Fraser. Like I was, I as soon as like there was like on wedding number three, I was like, okay. This has got to be something else, um, but it's called Ring Cycle because she keeps he keeps hiding the ring.
0: Well, well I also thought it was kind of like the rent cycle, like you just keep, right. but like the ring cycle. Not the best episode title, in my opinion. Um, I want I want to honestly just start from like frame one when it starts with them saying their vows to each other, and they are uh, and that as you, you it slowly pans out, you realize they are not with any of their family, and they are at a cheap <laughs> wedding chapel. The Lucky Seven. Uh, casino that guy resort was Resort in Reno. Um, pet peeve number one. Daphne is wearing a dress, spaghetti strap dress, where, and this is a pet peeve of mine, where the straps of the dress are bra straps. The the ladies who listen mm. will know where it's, they've got the little, like, the, they're adjustable. They're adjustable straps like you have on a bra. And okay. I hated that trend then, and I still hate it, of, like, we we, we it, it, it's we, we we don't need to imply that our our shirts are our bra i don't i, I don't understand it, it looks like they, they ran out of fabric and they're like well we have a bunch of bra straps lying around so we'll just put those on as straps on this shirt it was a very it was more of a trend back in the aughts you don't see it very much anymore pet peeve of mine i always hated it
1: i have a strap take um <laughs> i Anything with the, it's supposed to be a clear strap, so it looks it's like no one will see it, or it'll it'll appear
0: like on clothing a clear strap.
1: Yes, okay. I've seen that thing. So it's like it'll appear strapless. Like mm-hmm. you're, I guess you're supposed to wear it or something else. I've only seen it on a few things. Um, I think that's tacky. There you go. There's my well, strap. Also, take.
0: because usually those are very shiny, so it's like you still see them. They catch the light. Or I had a bra that had clear straps and. The clear straps get dingy and, right. and it's like, well, gross. So you wear it like twice <laughs> and cause there's like lotion and like sweat and skin cells and stuff. And how do you wash the clear straps? Just, it's not worth it. Not, can we just like agree that you, you can just see women's bra straps and it's fine. It's fine. No one's going to die. Yeah. I
1: mean, I mean, uh, you know, w- uh, the wonderful confluence of uh, you know, th- Three years pandemic living and like women's liberation moving forward. Is that we're okay with like the comment of just like just wear what you want, just go. Yeah. <laughs> just get if you get out of the house, that's a that's a triumph.
0: <laughs> There's a whole um one of my favorite blogs, Ask a Manager, had um back when kind of people were going back into the office a little bit, there was a whole column with a lot of like hundreds of comments of women who were like I stopped wearing bras when I was working from home and I like it and I really can't wear a bra anymore. Like I, I think like, I feel like it, I just, I hate mm. it. So is it acceptable for me to like, go back to my office job, not wearing a bra? And like, it was this right. whole comment of like people being like, yes. And people being like, I don't wear a bra either. And here's what I do. And just all these different things. Um, I do admit maybe perhaps it is a challenge depending on the size of your chest. And also if you are older, perhaps your chest is not as um, buoyant as it used to be. So, um, <laughs> Yeah but just let people wear what they want to wear um anyway so i already had a I, hot take very early on yeah
1: i loved the 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 officiant sam johnson was his name but i thought he was really funny and i liked his bit about like i forgot the rings it's like you can try one of ours and it's not often you see what is it six carat gold
0: six and, <laughs> karat, six and a half carat yes. six and a half gold um when he said something about like he's okay. I wrote down murder suicide. What did, what does that have to do with? Oh oh, Roz called while and, and said turn on right. The, that's on the right. News. I was
1: like Laurel. I can't remember, but I know that was something in here. Yes, it was. I'm it, going to wave at you from my, my
0: balcony. I think I told the story before that that happened. That when my mom lived in an apartment, so that that happened to her upstairs neighbor. That like the woman's like estranged husband broke in and killed her and her boyfriend and himself Jeez. yeah Kathy. O- had, oh, bleep out her last name had um some bad luck with apartments but i think i've talked about that on here before
1: right uh, i just had a flashback to something that's gonna maybe i don't know hear me all the way to the end of this story because i start off this story and it's like very a weird. Real we,
0: promising start <laughs> right well
1: it was we uh a bunch of friends had gone and got some like fast food in high school and we were driving and we saw a bunch of cop cars. They'd like blocked off this bridge, this overpass on park. And it was, someone was standing there saying they were going to jump. And we were like idiots and you know, like 1999 going like, well we got food. Let's watch. And we were like sitting there and like eating and watching this guy. And it was, it was funny because it ended up the guy like got off never looked like it didn't look like in the movies where it's like i'm gonna jump man it looked like a guy just standing there and then eventually they brought him like a bag of burgers and he sat there and ate his burger and then he like left and they got him Mm -hmm. and it looked like literally if you would have told me like the guy figured out a way to get a free lunch i'd be like that's what happened. L-
0: like, but it was like, so calm. It wasn't.
1: It was so calm. From, and We were just sitting there watching it, and all of a sudden, there was a moment where we're like, oh, man, he's leaving. And he walks off, and we all go, what were we going to do if he actually jumped? Like, we were like, "Yeah." what were we... Like, like, all of a sudden, it dawns on us and, like, really went from, like... You know, it was a funny story knowing the end, but, like, as it's happening, we're like, it was this weird thing where all of a sudden we all realized that was really dark what like what was the plan like this would have been a terrible thing if he would have done what he we on the surface you think he would have done right
0: yeah there's um this is a little (laughs) bit of a plot in a book that i read by one of my favorite authors frederick bachman who wrote a man called of it's called anxious people and one of the characters Mm -hmm. in there witnesses like tries to talk somebody off of at the very beginning of jumping off a bridge and um isn't successful and it kind of like haunts him for the rest of his life. So, you know, just, yeah.
1: yeah. Whereas this was a kind of like funny story at the end that like, I haven't thought about in years and it was like, Oh, and then it went and I just, uh, yeah, I just remember Saul being like, let's not tell anyone we did this. And now I'm talking about on a podcast.
0: Now you're telling the dozens of listeners.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so as we said, this was an episode that I thought was going to be insufferable and I actually enjoyed more than i thought i was going to i will say when it started like i don't know i i I was talking about how abruptly the end of last season was Mm -hmm. and this one just starts and i you said it starts with a tight shot on daphne reading doing her vows and then a tight shot on the and when it started i went is this the right episode like this starts so suddenly i was like this feels like I, sh- it just, it just, I I didn't go straight from the other one to this one. I was like, oh, right, right, right. Yes. They were going to get married. And, like, there's which, such a... And
0: not, not, none of us did either. There were three months in between those episodes.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and then it's all about, like, them trying to appease the, the feelings of other people, which... You know, it, it was a little bit of contrived for me that they were immediately like, "Oh, if you would have gone and gotten married, it would have ruined my day," or whatever. You know, Martin Frazier saying that. I don't think people would have jumped to saying that, but
0: yeah, so I, there's there's a lot of things I want to discuss in this episode. Um, partly because I've seen friends really struggle with wedding planning. I'm curious as to if you and Tara <laughs> dealt with this.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. For some reason, you said, I've seen friends really suffer with wedding planning. And for some reason, my brain turned friends into Frasier. And oh. I was like, well, yeah, it's taken them like four seasons for them to get married. I, of course, they're having a hard time with wedding planning or whatever. But yeah, no, sorry.
0: Okay. And go friends ahead. of mine. I've seen friends yes. of mine struggle with wedding planning with appeasing other people and their family's wishes. And I know it's hard for your parents or paying for some of it or all of it. Um, and... Friends who have kind of been like, we really wish we could elope and things like that. Um, so I, and I, again, I'm curious if you and Tara struggled with this at all in planning your wedding. But just the, like the fact that Niles and Daphne... Like Daphne, you know, at one point was like, I'm delaying my happiness. I want to wear my wedding ring. I want us to go on our honeymoon. Like, I want everyone to know that I'm married to you and we have to keep this charade up. So just... I, I don't know. This was very 2001, I think, or 2 I guess 2002 yeah. at this point, um where I I think I mean the wedding industry was obviously at full full tilt at that point um and only going up, but I I I struggle a lot when people end up doing a ton of things around their wedding that are just for other people when I feel like the wedding should be about the couple mostly. Right.
1: I I also think none of these were like big weddings, so it wasn't Mm-hmm. As obnoxious as it could be And has been I think on other sitcoms mm-hmm. um, Tara and I You know my my folks are from Texas And her folks are from New Jersey And we were in you know in Maryland And uh, I think that really helped Because it was kind of like You can't like I think if, if we were in either of those places It would have been insufferable With them mm-hmm. being like I want to be there for every step of the way. And this was, Hey, you can only come down like once or twice. So it's mm-hmm. going to be like, we're going to show you the venue. And it's basically, unless you're like, you, you know, like it's kind of like, we'll tell you where to send the check and we'll take care of it. You know, we'll yeah. do this. So that, what that uh, is probably the best considering how both of our families have extreme boundary issues. It was probably the best case scenario.
0: Yeah. I, uh, now here's a, Follow up question. How do you feel about elopements? Like,
1: we talked about it a little bit, kind of just like it was in more of the like, we should talk about every option here. And Mm -hmm. I think it was, we were just like, you know, for us, it was we wanted to have a party, Mm -hmm. we wanted to see all our friends. It was, you know, it's what I tell people is the coolest thing about the wedding is it's like the best party you'll ever have because it's like the most money you'll put into a party, Mm -hmm. the most, you know, it'll be all about you it's 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 if you could do it right it's all the things you like you know that's how ours was but like yeah i I think at one point we're like should we open? it was like whereas we weren't going to let our folks dictate it it was like i think we just kind of went down that brainstormy path where we went like that's it's not worth it it's like there's it's like when you do things for other like people in your family or 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 things that are like you don't want to do it's not that like you know what I'm saying? When you do things, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this," but like, boy, it's easier to do this than it is to yes. like. It's not worth the whatever, and I don't hill, think we like, ever. I
0: call that a hill to die on. It's not my hill to die on. Like, it's yeah, not the exactly. Really die on. I. It's funny because I, I have a, I, a you know all of my friends. um I only have one who's eloped, and it was a very planned elopement, like in that they went out to dinner with their both of them went out to dinner like with all their family the night before they left on this trip and were like this isn't just a vacation we're taking we're going to get married while we're on this trip and basically she handed her parents a uh box of printed wedding announcements that were like and was like mail these on monday and it was so that, like, by the time they got back from their trip, everybody knew that they got. Everyone had gotten their the wedding announcement, and it also they planned a reception for three months later. So it was also inviting people to the reception. So I feel like that is a less spur of the moment elopement than perhaps a lot yeah, of people do. Um, I also no it offense, for them, but if
1: if you get eloped,
0: if you get eloped,
1: if you get. If you elope, yeah, If you get elope. Good point. If you elope, like,
0: mm, I'm not
1: buying you a wedding present. (laughs) Like, I mean, if we're good friends, yeah. But if I got something that was like, we'd like to invite you to our reception, but like not, I mean, I guess if they're putting it on, let me back that up. I think if they're putting it on, that's fine. But like, I don't know, like I had somebody basically be like, I, I've been to things where someone's like, we're taking cash for our, our wedding or, and it was like, I was kind of invited, but not really. It was a very weird situation. I can't even remember exactly what it was. And I was just like, I'm just sending 20 bucks. So I don't have to f- f- hear about this for the rest of my life or like 25, 50 bucks or something. Just be like, fine here. If you're not going to, if you're only going to kind of invite me to your wedding, but then like, basically like it was something where it was like, we'd like to celebrate the marriage of these two people you will not be invited to the wedding, which will be a small personal wedding. But we, and it was basically like mail me a wedding gift. And I was, and so we're taking cash.
0: You weren't being invited to like some sort of right. larger reception. Okay. No right. announcements. I don't think require yes. a gift. Whatsoever.
1: So I think I was backing up that, but I also don't like, I would almost do it and then let people know. Like when I came back, I don't know, maybe because I'm, I'm dealing with like how my folks would respond, but like the, like let's go to dinner and go, Hey, we're going on this thing. Like, Yes, like the trip's been planned and everything. My family could destroy the trip before we leave. It'd be like the worst night before a trip of my life of them like, oh God, we have to do all this stuff. And it's like, oh God, just let me go. Like, To me, it'd be, the point of eloping is not to tell anybody until you get back in my mind, right?
0: So she talked to me about this before she left. She would not tell me when, but she told me that they were planning to do this. And she said that, they, had, they both had complicated relationships with their families, and they both agreed that this was the best thing to do, that, it would, that their families would be more upset if they found out about it after the fact. And yeah, th- the trip was to Bora Bora so their families could in no Ooh. way tag along. Um...
1: Oh, no, and, my folks wouldn't tag along. It'd just be I wouldn't be sleeping that night. It would be my sister like trying to put something together in two seconds and succeeding oh. on some level.
0: <laughs> oh, no, see that their families were not were not that kind, but also their families were no one was in a position to pay for a big wedding, so they were like this is and this is what we want and at the end of the day, like that's what matters in this. We're the people in this couple um but so that's the only friend I've had who's eloped, however, almost every single one of my friends who's gotten married has been looking back is like wouldn't have been mad about eloping. <laughs>
1: i yeah i i we had a i loved our wedding it went really well so i wouldn't change that for anything um but i i'm also i just basically was like people should do whatever they want and then you told me that story and i was like i don't like that like it's just a (laughs) weird i think weddings are such a weirdly personal thing that you i think people project onto other people's experiences like naturally i think people
0: project a lot about what they expect from weddings and yeah what uh and well i didn't do my wedding like that like for example daphne's mom saying like you have to get married with a minister and this was the
1: most yeah oh, sorry Go okay, ahead. And,
0: and then realizing like she got married with a minister and her marriage didn't last and like yes. all of these things um, that
1: realization was the most endearing mama moon has been this whole time like i was like oh good for you Uh,
0: agree and i also wrote down that she her mom could go kick rocks because i hated her mom in this episode so much Uh,
1: for for most of it uh, i will be 100 percent honest i was watching this as i was like doing something else at lunch so like for some i didn't like sit and be like absorb how much i didn't like i just kind of went oh i I think when i heard it was going to happen i was like oh she's going to be awful about it and like just accepted that and was okay with it martin is the vip of this episode with his move at the end which was like Amazing. So
0: the two things I remember about this episode is Martin saying that and opening the door and being like, mm-hmm. why aren't you already on a honeymoon? And then and Alice wanting to be a flower girl. The only two things I remember about this <laughs>
1: and episode. And eating the petals. Yes. She was also very funny where she's like, because you wrote dinosaurs or whatever.
0: So, I also, I love the Roz and Gertrude dynamic. I was like, can we get more of Roz and Gertrude together? Because they're yes. amazing together. Um, also, did you Ra- notice in the cold clothes when they were having the fake wedding so Alice could be a flower girl that Alice is just like eating the flower Yes. Pearls? Yes. So good.
1: I think Roz in these two episodes did a really great job and is also interacting like on her own with other characters. Like Mm -hmm. her calling Daphne to be like, oh my God, Daphne. Like I was like, it it wasn't out of character, but I was like, oh, I didn't realize these characters had like a. It's nice that they have kind of like a girly, oh my God, I got to call my best friend Mm -hmm. Daphne because I'm going to be on the news. Like kind of, you know, it, 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 like, I'm saying girly because mostly because I think she was. I don't know if this is how she was but in my head. She was like crisscross on her beds, which feels kind of like a slumber party. I don't know. Well, it was just.
0: I, I also think we don't get... There are times where it feels like the show was trying to tell us that Roz and Daphne are better friends than they are. But then moments mm-hmm. like this, you're like, oh, they are yes. actually good friends.
1: Right, right. And then Roz has some fun stuff with Kenny in the next episode. But we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, we'll get to that um, in a
0: second. Uh, Can we talk about the fact that Donnie shows up at their their third wedding at the courthouse? Okay, I thought, again, I've seen this episode like twice, and I thought, does Donnie show up? And I was like, no, I'm thinking of the earlier episode when Daphne, you know, runs into Donnie at the courthouse when he's getting married. And then, nope, nope, Donnie showed up.
1: Curious how far up he is on the like. He's right, okay, so it goes, so if you're looking at the cast of Fraser, and you've got all the way down to Moose... And then there's Paul, because the Co- it, it's it's by Number of episodes. episodes. Yeah. Let's say if I hit? Yeah. Okay. So then there's Paul Casamino, who's a waiter in 142 episodes. Who I don't know who that is, but now sorry, I want to learn more. A
0: restaurant 142 times.
1: Unless he well one restaurant no, but I'm wondering if it's just some weird thing they did where he's like always the, the waiter in a restaurant. I'll we'll dive into that before the next episode. But then it's Bulldog Kenny gill noel so that's all people who work with mm-hmm. him at the at the station and then it's gertrude moon Ugh. with 18 episodes and then it's Saul rubinick with 15 episodes as donnie that's he's got he's like in the top 10 maybe just outside the top 10 most frequent people to to be on fraser right under him is bb newworth with 12 i also
0: feel like he might be somebody well actually bb newworth um might be one of those people but i feel like he's somebody who maybe has the most time go by between episodes but i don't mm. remember the last time oh i guess Lilith was at the beginning of season nine but in that i wonder if this is
1: his episode. last episode it says 2002 so
0: it, i i think it's i didn't i didn't even remember him making this episode but also we're getting new episodes i haven't seen so you could show up sorry
1: it's a great capper to his character the like
0: see how it feels it was a good oh, joke and like my gosh it was so good um and the fact that he's already divorced from the woman that he married at the courthouse like a year ago and is mm-hmm. now already engaged again don't have a lot of high hopes for is it Bridget is that his his new his
1: um Beyonce I think it scene? was so I don't know if it was I'm off of the the uh oh god the cover photo they had for fraser was a picture of him trying to take a picture of himself in bed with the really hot woman that one time remember
0: award yes
1: uh yeah 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 um so okay hold on i'm back on the actual episode and bridget who is played by twink Kaplan,
0: that woman looks like a twink Kaplan, to be honest from
1: Um, clueless she was in clueless
0: oh yeah because she plays the teacher that they try to miss
1: toby geist
0: um yeah miss geist that they mm-hmm. try to set up with Walla Sean. Um, wow, that's true. That is her. Uh, oh. I, I just, yeah, I thought that was funny. I'm trying to think. If there's any other things. Oh,
1: uh, there's one thing I want to talk about mm-hmm. real quick, which is uh, I could have sworn he was in an earlier episode of Frasier, but this is the only one. Ron Canada, who is in eight, who is a this guy actor. Yes, he's the okay. judge. He is in eight bazillion things. Yes. He's in Home Alone two, as the cop mm-hmm. when she's looking for Kevin, and he's mm-hmm. she and he's like convinces her to go look at the at the tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an eight million. He's got a very storied career.
0: Yes, he is very much that guy. Ron Canada is his name.
1: Ron Canada.
0: Good to know. Um, I think he's in Wedding Crashers.
1: Yes, yes, that's his number one build thing on um, I, the national. Treasure, Lone Star, Honey, I blew up the kid, Law and Order. I mean, he's an eight million. He's he's got one hundred and fifty two acting credits. So,
0: um, two more things I want to talk about on this episode um, is: Do you cry at weddings? When Fraser starts crying, I
1: that joke was really funny. Um, real quick, jumping on that, it's funny that in this episode it felt like it. It, it literally feels like at this point in this episode was a. The first episode of the Niles spinoff with Frazier and Martin is like a comedy team mm-hmm. sidekick characters in mm-hmm. that scene, like the way they kind of bounced off each other. They had, they're starting to have kind of a Laurel and Hardy, like Abbott and Costello duo yes.
0: Yes. thing
1: going on. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I don't cry. cry I away? think I get teared up. Did you cry at my wedding? Yeah. Oh, no, I, you know, I don't remember crying. I just remember being, I it was great. I was very happy. I don't remember crying. I don't okay. know.
0: I used to not be a wedding crier. Now it's, it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Um, I mean, obviously I took like two and a half years off from weddings with the pandemic and everything, but I remember, um, I cried at, uh, Kyle, you know, friend of the pod and, uh, occasional guest host and our official legal mm. counsel, um, at right, His wedding to <laughs> Casey because kyle started crying during his not vows but like they wrote letters to each other and they read them aloud and kyle started he like his like voice caught and i i, I lose it when men cry usually, i was just about so. to say
1: i feel like if you want to make everyone cry at your wedding and your groom just look like you're gonna cry a little and then it's like
0: yeah well also just like i you know i was friends with them like right before they got engaged and after they got engaged and everything and a lot of what he was talking about was when they lived in dc together and i was like there for a lot of that so it was just all very mm anyway it meant a lot to me as well so um, yeah i i remember like i was sitting next to my friend mara and i was just like and i'm crying now
1: (laughs) i think Um, i get worked up every once in a while but i don't i i think i i think i've ugly cried at more movies recently than i tara and i had a hard time with the end of turner and hooch but um
0: (laughs) oh oh my god yeah that
1: ending is rough
0: have i not told you about the only time i've seen that movie no, uh, I think I feel like I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'll share it again. So I was at the, my friend's parents' farm in Pennsylvania, and we just had like a movie night, which we rarely ever did there. Like watching movies on VHS, and of course they had Turner and Hooch on VHS. No one warned me that spoiler, everybody. The dog dies.
1: Yeah, no, I think everyone should go into Turner and Hooch knowing the dog you dies. You need to
0: know that I start sobbing basically. It, well,
1: it's not just the dog dies; it is a long scene where they're trying uh-huh. to save the dog. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. see now I'm getting worked up right now. Just thinking about oh, it because see, I, I don't I, think I can talk about it anymore. Cause there's specific things that happen that like, like Tara and I were like fighting over, like hugging lady as we're watching <laughs> and Lady's Like what's going on? <laughs>
0: y- yes, I understand. I just know that I, I cried to the point that like when the movie ended, I was still crying. And like all of these people, like 12 people at my friends, parents, home are all kind of looking at me and I'm like, don't look at me i am mad at every single one of you who's seen this movie before who did not warn me and was just like let's watch turner and hooch
1: i will say i think that movie is fairly underrated in the uh tom hanks comedy there's a lot of classic comedy tom hanks of him like going ah hooch Ah!" like doing the like woody yell and stuff like that and and if you think tom i mean tom hanks is in, you know i don't I don't think Tom Hanks is like a hunk, but like he's looking the best he's ever looked and he's running around in his underwear a lot in that movie. Oh, There's a whole scene where he wrestles the dog and it's like his briefs, his like green briefs. It's ridiculous. I, I, I
0: have, I've only seen the movie once and it was like five years ago. So I can't say I have uh, a lot of strong memories other than the emotional trauma I suffered. Um, yeah. One other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, when Daphne realizes she has to change the way she refers to Fraser and Martin, she can't call them <laughs> Dr. Crane and Mr. Crane anymore.
1: Right. Um,
0: and a i kind of thought we'd already perhaps gotten past that a little bit but now that I think about it maybe we didn't but it just made me think about like for example one of my best friends moms i i ended up interning for her when i was in college and so i obviously wasn't going to call her like you know mrs jones around the office and stuff so i had to start right. calling her by her first name but then if i would still go to like her house as like a social call to like my friend it was then like uh, 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 what do i what do i what do i call you
1: there were uh, two girls in my senior class that did an internship uh, at my dad's advertising firm and they would refer to him as Ron around me. And I'm like, you can't do that. And they're uh-huh. like, why? And I'm like, it sounds like you're having an affair with my dad. Like yeah. I just, when you refer, you're like, how's Ron? I'm like, no, 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 you don't get to be my stepmother. Yeah. Um. But like, what was I going to say? Uh. I, I, is it a big deal? And I just don't remember the first time she calls Niles, Niles.
0: Yes it is because and, and it's on the balcony when they kiss and right the night before her wedding and after they okay. kiss she says something like what do we do now dr crane he said i think you should call me niles
1: okay okay i was like when like we gotta go back and clock that like yeah okay yeah okay. It,
0: it's, it's, it's a momentous thing um yeah. I, I
1: mean i remember that episode i just don't remember that exact moment
0: in case you're wondering, I now call my friend's mom usually by her her grandmother name, because my friend now has three kids, so I usually call her what the grandkids call her.
1: Um, <laughs> I would just imagine you being in the office, and it's like, I don't want to insult you by calling you Mrs. Jones or whatever, and just you go like, uh, but so instead I'll call you me <laughs> like i like a call, work I study. call her that,
0: but then she's also, well, now, she was my boss so long ago, she's not one of my references, but she was one of my references for a while, and so, like, we would meet and stuff before she would like be one of my references. <laughs> and I would call her by her first name then. So the number of names I've used for her is not just not small.
1: There were, there is, I think a thing going around with my friends in high school where they were calling, like all the parents were like, Oh, call me so-and-so call me by my first okay. name. And they were doing it. I never did that, but uh, especially it was funny. Cause they would go in and be like, hello, Karen. And my mom would go, Mrs.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like yes.
1: would say like no don't my, call me that
0: my mother would not have been okay if i called my friends moms by their first right. names um well but, i
1: also did this like oh, what's the the kid from leave it to beaver that's the troublemaker but is really nice to oh, all, like
0: not not wally um
1: wally cleaver no no no
0: that, that's the brother uh oh yeah. my gosh eddie eddie something
1: so yeah and my mom would make fun of me cuz i did this all the time but Anytime I went to visit a friend's house, I would go, hey, where's your mom? And I would make them be like, hello, Mrs. Atkinson. How are you? Like, and mm-hmm. always be like, how are things? Oh, well, I just want to let you know I'm here. And then on the way, I'd be like, goodbye, Mrs. Atkinson. Have a nice day. And all the parents were like, yeah, something's up with Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's up to no good. He's too, he's too nice. And they would say that in front of my mom. I'd be like, yep, nope, you're probably right. <laughs> the,
0: the, this reminds me of just like, I don't know. I, I think it's like not- vestige of being an only child is that i I spent so much time with adults that i would always chat with my friends parents. like starting in high school and stuff and Mm. on i was just like once i got over my like crippling shyness as a child i would just i'd be like oh yeah i'm just gonna talk with my friend's parents too um
1: that might be some of what i had too because like i probably hung out with more adults since i didn't have a sister after i was like seven so
0: because she went to college everybody she's still alive and well she's
1: still fine um um
0: but, uh, like, we, like, we rate this episode and then i need to i need to turn my air down a little bit because i'm hot and i need to also get more wine
1: <laughs> okay uh man i'm sure I, wrote, I, I i think i gotta go with uh six rose petals
0: okay so i like this episode a lot more than i expected to a lot more than i remembered i'm actually i'm gonna give it um, 8 squash blossoms which is Then I'm going to
1: sure. bump it to I'm going to bump it to 7. I don't know why I said 6. I like had a thing where I, sometimes I do it I'm like if I say 7 she's going to think I'm I don't know why. I just I panicked you know, for writing, no reason.
0: R- write down start writing down <laughs> at the end of every episode just your gut what your gut tells well, you. Well, I think
1: I did and it's gone you now. Feel like I
0: probably did Laurel. Okay.
1: Also fried zucchini blossoms. Mwah.
0: Well, these were very squash good. blossoms, squash blossoms, but uh, I'm sure they're very close. Okay. anyway. I'll, I'll be RB. I'm just going to turn my air okay. down and get more wine.
1: Um. So, what's going on in the world of wrestling? <laughs> AEW haven't been catching up with much. WWE's products have been really good since Vic, Vince McMahon got let go and Triple H took over creative duties. Uh, I think Laurel's coming back very quickly. But um, so if you've you know turned away from WWE, just saying uh, now might be a time to come back. Um, always exciting to see Johnny Gargano and his wife Candice LeRae wrestling, and they've moved up to the main roster. But uh, there we go. Okay. Hello.
0: Do we have any mail?
1: No, and I know we're not actually getting any mail because we are getting spam. Yes, so I guess this one says "Ultimate Non." It's from Ultimate Nonstick Cookware, and the title is "Please Verify." <laughs> Welcome to Ultimate Nonstick Pan. Oh, click here to win some Walmart Ultimate Nonstick Cookware. Well, okay, no thanks.
0: I mean, I find that. <laughs> the Gmail spam filters on my personal account are usually pretty good. Like I rarely get spam in my inbox, except lately there is Dick sporting goods spam that keeps getting into my inbox. Same. Like, You've won a Yeti cooler. And I'm like, no, this is spam.
1: Dicks. Dicks has been, those have been coming through. There's a few other ones. And it's, it's funny. Cause I did look to see is something up with my spam filter. Is it not working? And then I turn on my spam folder. And I'm like, Oh God, like the stuff that's not getting through is, is horrific.
0: Oh, <laughs> like Yes. Yes um okay so this is season 10 episode 2 enemy at the gate
1: a this one was this this is one of the ones where i was telling you us in that podcast and they would talk about great fraser episodes i don't know that this is a great fraser episode but if i describe this i feel like if it feels like this i'd be like is this a Frasier episode true or false and you give me like a basic synopsis I'd be like true <laughs>
0: It is uh, a very you, you know how like you you, would, you would, you've talked about episodes you would hand somebody to be like this is what Frasier is about I feel yes. like this is not the strongest one but I feel like it falls into that it's category It's in
1: that category absolutely uh, a very bad tempered Frasier takes out his frustration through an act of civil disobedience refusing to pay a small parking fee and blocking the exit lane of the garage This was such a, like, his reaction to that, like, I just drove through, I don't want to pay the two dollars, was in that realm of, like, you're being absolutely ridiculous, and also, Frasier, I feel you, I Mm -hmm. hate that when like, I've done this before, whatever. I also feel like this episode was reverse engineered from the final joke, which, while very contrived, really, really made me laugh, the Fraser jumping in and... Saying, "Oh, there was a line behind." You know, he's talking about. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I thought you meant. I was thinking of the cold clothes. Um, No, no, no. no.
1: I I don't remember what the cold clothes was. was Niles Uh,
0: paying for the gate.
1: uh, Oh right, right, right. Broken. But it's essentially, uh, yeah, Fraser. Is having a bad morning. Drives in to do something with. Realizes he's 15 minutes away from his show starting. Drives in, so he's like pulling into a parking garage, and then he's like, well, "I'll have to leave." And he goes to leave, and uh, he's the like, parking Niles, attendant. I'm just going
0: to drop you off and just like leave immediately.
1: Yes, the parking attendant, played by Luis Guzman, mm-hmm.
0: very much like, that guy.
1: Yes, currently his, his do thing is he's going to be uh, Gomez Adams in the uh, Wednesday Show.
0: Oh wow which I I know him best and it's so funny cuz I've seen this movie once but the movie Waiting he's in the movie Waiting Oh yeah and that's just always what I think of whenever I see him
1: I think he's in Boogie Nights like he's, he's in, in like
0: so many things
1: Oh why he's one of those, those those the he's one of those actors where it's not like oh this is an actor who's in a bunch of B movies like he's in top-notch stuff he's like he's just a working actor mm-hmm, Yes Um but anyway he and, and I feel like this is, I don't know if this is Pete Guzman, but like, it's a character that doesn't have a name, but it's like a f- pretty meaty role because it's a lot of George. interaction. He
0: was in IMDb as George.
1: As George? Okay, I missed that. Um, but he has got a pretty meaty role with like the two leads of this show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's interesting. But uh, it doesn't want to pay the $2 and then just goes, well, I'm going to sit, not if, if I'm going to have to pay for 20 minutes of parking, I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes. And then like, it's just him going back and forth of like everyone behind him yelling at him. And I like the thing of like, this is a rich guy problem. Like the rest of us need to be somewhere, which I feel like is
0: well, And not to mention those other people are now ratcheting up another 20 minutes are going to have to pay more. Yes. That really bothered me. Like other people are going to, have to pay more because they've been sitting in line behind him. Thus their exit ticket is going to be ticketed like later. So they're going to have to pay right. more. I was like, Fraser, he- everyone else has to pay more now because of you.
1: You didn't watch Breaking Bad, so I assume you didn't watch Better Call Saul. Correct. Right. there. If, for those of you out there who watched the first season of Better Call Saul, we just started a rewatch because we, I think, watched the first two seasons and stopped. But anyway, the, you'll know the first season, the whole thing with Mike Erman Trout is that he's the attendant and him and saul meet because saul refuses to always gets the wrong number of tickets it's a funny thing and you're hilariously laughing remembering this right now anyway but that's we Pause were watching that so so this uh this scene reminded me of that because there's a lot of like you have to you, the, the, here's how much it costs and like being unwavering and the uh like their their job of 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 toll taker of of, of money taker and yes. the uh parking lot.
0: Well, and it's also just one of those things where it's like you are getting mad at the wrong person. George can do nothing about the fact that you owe two dollars. Like
1: yeah, yeah. Well I feel like he should have been like or they, the writer, should have like because there was a point where I was like, why doesn't he just let him go through like this is George? But then George was like, you have to sign this thing, and you have to do this. And I was like, okay, I feel like he's you know, he should be like, look, I they have a they monitor this. I can't do this. Like yeah. you have to pay. Like this isn't up to me. And like I don't know, George, I mean, again, Luis Guzman doing a lot of good acting because I feel like I went the gamut with him where I was like, oh, he's being a hard, hard ass. Oh, now, you know, I feel bad for him. And then he's like, now he's really being a jerk because he did the, like, like... Okay, like I'm uh, there was a moment where he was he he called him an idiot. That's what it was. Where Niles tried to leave, which that was an endearing moment, and he called Fraser an idiot. And Niles is like, "I'm gonna stick with my brother. That's my idiot brother." And mm-hmm. got back in the car. I thought that was very endearing. It was it, it, the whole thing was just such a Fraser thing of like, you have the ability to get yourself out of this situation. <laughs> like you're standing up. No one's no. And then like I think Niles says something where he's like. He, like, summed up the show where he's, like, yes, you try and make a stand and then you, like, browbeat everybody who doesn't believe that you're making the right move or something like that. Yes. Like he's... Yes,
0: until they agree with you. Yeah.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Also, it, it boils down to, yes, I, I understand he wanted to make a stand. It's the principle of the thing. But, like, it was $2. He missed – we don't know how much work. He would have been fired from the station or, or right. like, I mean, it would have been serious penalties of being, like, you – also, why Roz didn't play Best of Crane, I understand that it set us up for a joke, <laughs> but just, yeah. So, so right. much of this, I was just like, this is, I mean, it's TV, it's very far fetched, but.
1: I, for some reason, I think thinking of it now, like, again, I'll try and do the gut feeling because I really enjoyed this episode a lot, but it was very, like, like the the slightest amount of, like, thinking about the logic of it is, like,
0: yeah, yes, simultaneously it falls apart. fresh. Yeah. Simultaneously fresh.
1: Yeah, simultaneously frustrating and stupid, but also exactly what Frasier is. In that way of like, you could have not been in this situation, Frasier.
0: I I will say though, so part of this perhaps hinges a little bit on what I do for work, which is related to events. And we have a lot of directions we send out to people. We have a lot of signs we send out to people. And I'm sure there's some sign at the entry to a parking garage that says like, by taking a ticket, you are agreeing to the contract that for a certain amount of time you'll pay blah, blah, blah. And so Mm -hmm. in taking that ticket, Fraser's like agreed to that contract. And now he's trying to go back on that. It's just like, it's like when people complain about not knowing that they were supposed to like, that they couldn't bring in a full water bottle to an event. And it's like, there are signs up saying you can't bring that in. We emailed you saying you can't bring that in. I have no sympathy for you. That's how I felt about this. I found this episode very frustrating. (sighs) I mean, uh, you
1: know, I, I I guess maybe I just have a, a more bleeding heart for the working man that is Fraser and those two dollars. No, but like, <laughs> yes, I, I agree. The other thing where it is like it's two dollars and it is like, okay, well, it's just two dollars. Let him go then, like you know. But I also <laughs> again, it, it got so ridiculous. Like, it's it's. I like these episodes where it's. Fraser takes a stance or Fraser gets into a frasery situation and I could just be like like this the thing was like the first bit of it and then it's literally just like and then things go he continues to 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 make this situation difficult mm-hmm. like I just found it this one I thought this was a good one for that um Meanwhile, at the the radio station, Roz is trying to cover for him, and it gets so Kenny's like, "Just go on the air and answer calls because the first reading she...
0: school lunch menus <laughs> aloud."
1: Right, and he's she answers a call, and she, you know, basically is like, "Oh, I slept with my boss one time."
0: Yeah, because the caller's like, "I slept with my boss, and now things are weird." And I'm like, woo this is a 2002 episode." <laughs>
1: yeah, and then the, everyone on the air figures out that she slept with Fraser, and then Fraser finally gets out of the situation, comes in and describes it on the air because someone's like oh we want to hear about what happened he's like oh it was so- it was horrifying but it was you know it was a rough 20 minutes but i got through it He was like, you no, know there was a I'm line sorry. building up behind watched me this. i remember okay. vividly.
0: it wasn't my finest hour yes i got in there realized my mistake and tried to get out as fast as i could <laughs> but soon there was a line of people behind me yeah and he said luckily i had my brother there for moral support because has not said Fraser's stuck in a parking garage or anything right. so people have no context for what Fraser is saying.
1: And then there was there was definitely a line about it be only being 20 minutes or something mm. like that. But it was and it was and then that's it. Then it goes to the cold clothes. It I you know, I'm curious if we'll ever like if there's any ramifications because Kenny just seemed to be like <laughs> about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but it was it was well delivered. You know, you're right. I think this is on the lower end of the like. Here's a, a, a bodily Frazier episode to help you help you understand what the show is. Um, but I still, I still really liked it. Oh, and there was a whole thing about like Daphne leaving, and yeah,
0: I want to cu- I want to talk about the B plot, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Daphne was packing up the last boxes from her room, and Eddie starts barking as she leaves. Also, I understand this is no longer Moose. This is probably Enzo. I feel like I've never seen this dog before in my life. I was like, this dog seems to have completely different coloring. I don't know who this is. Um, And when he jumps into the box, though, I was like, oh, that's 100% a Jack Russell thing. Leo will, like, jump into laundry baskets. Um, But, uh, and Daphne's, like, surprised that he's barking. And it's like, I guess he's really going to, like, miss me. And Martin's like, well, yeah, you know, you've been, been here every day. And all these different things. So they kind of concoct a few things for her to do to help ease the transition and it really comes out that it's like Martin who's having trouble with Dad right. leaving.
1: Right. I also like where she's like she he, she's like well I guess I should stay until he settles down and, and Martin's like it'd really help him out if you made his made me yes. lunch or something like that.
0: Which ties back to the previous episode when Martin complains right. he had to make his own lunch for work which was like two bags of potato chips three pudding cups
1: <laughs> yeah, and, or and beer. Fraser's like you didn't make lunch you just assembled things in a bag
0: yes you put things that were already as, in containers into another container
1: <laughs> yes i thought that was funny
0: um i knew though the minute he was barking at daphne i thought maybe daphne had the puzzle piece that martin was looking for but
1: i was when he was looking for it i was like is eddie gonna open his mouth and, like that piece is gonna fall i'm like how would they do that?" like and i was immediately like that couldn't happen that's impossible <laughs>
0: It reminds me a little bit of the episode when Martin and Frazier get an, what is it, an iguana or a lizard to, to get the cricket. Oh,
1: yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the string is Eddie. Yes. Um, oh, jeez. I, I thought that was really sweet. It did not. It was not sweet enough to salvage this episode for me. I was not as fond of it as you were.
1: Oh, really? I liked it. Like, I would. A oh, man. I I. mean, are we ready to rank it?
0: Oh, I have some LOLs. Um, okay, hit me
1: with the LOLs
0: daphne's room is being turned into a reading sanctuary and she said oh a library and martin says no a library implies sharing
1: yes
0: (laughs) um and when fraser talks about why he is the way he is in terms of like standing up for things and he says you know it's it's like correcting people's grammar i don't do it to be popular and i i I feel that way about things sometimes Um, was
1: it so i accidentally started watching like the next episode mm -hmm. just like the first few minutes but was it the? i hope it wasn't the next episode because there's a really good line where i don't know what Fraser said but like under his breath martin was like whatever will we serve the duchess or something oh, that like was, that. No,
0: that that was the the last episode where right um, where he said if he was late to the farmer's market he was gonna get the worst of the squash floss that's and what it says, was whatever will we yes. serve the duchess <laughs> uh, i also enjoyed that when frazier tells ross that he's gonna be late she says wait what's going on you lost me after gandhi <laughs>
1: I'm that. starting to feel, and, and I think some of it is the quality of sitcoms, you know, like wh- how they've shifted that even though this is going to be a lesser two seasons, I feel like the stories aren't the best, but they're just nailing the characters and the mm-hmm. quips and like they've, they've so encompassed these characters that it's still going to be entertaining because whatever will we serve the Duchess is such a
0: this, good be-
1: under their breath line. <laughs>
0: I know I've had episodes like this in the past where I've said like the, the parts are worth more than the sum. I wonder if that's how it's going to be moving forward. Yeah. these Little things we're going to really enjoy, but the bigger picture, how they all come together. We're not going to love. Um, I also enjoyed, I, I'm thinking about making this like a mantra of mine. I can only change one character flaw at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I also enjoyed that. Um, so I, I am ready to, um, to, to, to rate the episode you want to go first sure I'm going to give it four tennis balls
1: Ooh, four really I liked it way better than you I liked it as much as the last episode I'm going to give it seven lovebird cages wow, wow, wow. I liked it it really made me laugh like I, I it, like I was having legit out loud lols like just really enjoying it
0: just remember that no one is more birdly than Niles <laughs>
1: That's that was another good one Uh, Well, if you got an opinion on this episode or the other episode, let us know, Craniacs. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. At Craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. uh, Wherever you're listening to us, uh, whether it be Spotify, iTunes. Is it even iTunes anymore? Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. Rate, review overcast rate review and subscribe subscribing also definitely helps uh so if you you know you don't miss an episode and also review give us a five-star review the highest review possible um if you think
0: reviews lately like do we have any new you know um
1: i mean i feel like we don't have a ton of new listeners so unless someone's just like
0: reviewing the suddenly like i I feel like given given a review to the show that i uh you know listen to hang on i'm just gonna look really quick at our um
1: uh, okay, how do I get to this? is literally Laurel's solo segment of the show, and she's delaying <laughs> I was just handing it off for her to have just, like, unadulterated <laughs> five minutes to talk about whatever she wants. Um,
0: okay, I can't. Uh, I, I don't use the podcast app, so it's... Okay, I'm... I'm, I'm I'll, I'll get back to you, Craniac. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. What was that? If you, if, oh, you don't want to give us a five-star review? If there's something else you can do?
1: Laurel may have something that you can do.
0: So... Trainiacs, I actually need your help. I recently got a new iPhone and with that comes three months of Apple TV plus Apple plus whatever. Mm. I need some recommendations as to how I can make the most of these three months. Obviously Ted Lasso is on the list. Blackbird. Um, what? Blackbird. Bla- I've never heard of that. What is that?
1: It is based on a true story. It's Taron Egerton and Paul Walter Hauser. Paul Walter Hauser plays an, is, is a, a serial killer. Taryn Egerton is sent in as a like con man and he's trying to befriend the serial killer so that he can find out where the bodies are buried. It's haunting. It's I would say it's a B show with A plus performances. Ooh. Maybe a B plus. It's it's like a five episode mini uh, you know, mini series. But those okay. are the two things we watched on there as Ted Lasso on that.
0: Okay, so that I'm also I'm gonna watch the morning show because I started it on a plane at one point, so I got like three episodes in. So I, I'm a little bit of a completionist. I want to see where it goes, even though I know that I feel like it's not, it hasn't gotten super good reviews recently. Um, but anyway, I've heard it's. Like, are there? I've, I mean, Coda, obviously the best picture winner. I need to watch that. that. Um, is
1: that only on Apple Plus? Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I I would love to know like what are other some like I never heard of this Blackbird. So like what are some other hidden gems that I need to check out on Apple? Um, I've got it until like just after Christmas. So hit me up and let me know in the Facebook group. Um, we are—I think you already mentioned it—we are uh, Craniacs of Razor Podcast. You can also Mm -hmm. email us craniacs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. But I would love some.
1: (laughs) Are you going to do my (laughs) health? We're going to get this weird cycle. Then you're going to throw it to me, and then I'm going (laughs) to do it it to
0: you guys. But if you don't want to give us a five star review, Laurel. (laughs)
1: Uh, um. Yeah, I uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I think those are the only things. The, the other thing I I don't know if this is interesting to you, but they have a show on there. Uh, it's it's narrated by David Attenborough, who does like Planet Earth mm-hmm. and all those things. But it's prehistoric life, so it's this extremely like uh, this this high budget CGI show where they're and he's done some of them before, but this one just looks really cool. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it, but they're really putting a lot of work into like. Dinosaurs and Ooh. prehistoric mammals And stuff like that which is you know Kind of d- dorky stuff I life, lie like But it's another like five episode Thing okay. that you can get done pretty quick There's something else on there well, That I'm not thinking <laughs> There's a couple other things severance that one That's on oh, Apple TV that's right? Great, right
0: That's a great suggestion oh my gosh I was so glad about that Leo woke up um, I know
1: I saw and Now uh, he's yawning and going right back to sleep
0: <laughs> Yes I mean he snored during trivia last night So um, <laughs> But that's a great point i should watch severance um i also love adam scott so okay but anyway craniacs if there's other things we haven't mentioned that you feel like i need to make sure i knock out um
1: we see. are craniacs at
0: <laughs> leave us a five-star review if you don't want to laurel no um yeah i think that's it
1: tara comes in at like 11 30 she's like why are you guys still recording we can't help us we're stuck in a time
0: loop <laughs> it's, it's like what what happens to jason Mendoza on how did this get made you know when he's like wait what wait
1: what yeah yeah man something i just heard something with him i was gonna tell you but i can't remember what it is but i'll take care of it off the air but uh we will hear you guys hear you guys what? uh <laughs> <laughs> the Craniox, thanks for listening two
0: glasses of wine
1: yeah right uh craniacs thanks for listening uh give us those five star reviews give uh laurel some apple plus uh recommendations and uh until next time i'm ryan i'm laurel And we're listening.
0: Bye, y'all.